Welcome. How's it going? Are you Connor, asking? How's your morning going? How's how's life? Morning's pretty good. Well, it's afternoon now. It's one, but yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's it good. <laughs> um, yeah, my morning is great. I didn't do much, but hey, I slept in. Good to hear. Hope Beautiful. everybody had a wonderful little hiatus from the show. Yeah. Uh, Hope everyone had a yeah. great Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Um, we decided to take ours off um, because that's what we wanted to do. So mm-hmm. um, I, I appreciate you all who are listening now still, even after such a long gap. But it's yeah, good baby. to be back. It's, it's great to be, to be back. It's, back to, it's, it's good so to be back on the, on the computer staring at your pretty face. It is. I, I go into sleep mode when I'm not doing that. So yep, it's nice to get out. Uh, so what are we doing today, Connor? Well, today what, what are we, we coming back with? We were just g- gonna take a chill day, talk, and uh, we each have written ten questions for each other that we're going to ask. So it's twenty questions, but not. That's yeah. the name of the segment. Yeah, it's twenty questions, but not. Yeah. Right. What do we even call this episode? That's what I'm wondering. It's. If we put 20 questions, people are going to be misled and think we're actually playing the game 20 questions, which we are definitely not doing. We are not doing. That's not... I don't really think 20 questions is that fun of a game. Wow. That's, that's a quick Maybe that's take, my, my quick man. take. That's a I, quick take. I don't take. think that that's a... I was, gonna, I really I was just about fun. to say we should do an episode where we actually play 20 questions. Okay, you could convince me, um, but it might take, might take a second. Like, if you... Yeah, if you gave me a solid reason why that would be fun... Then, then I'd be down. No, I think we could call the episode 20 questions and then in parentheses, but not. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. That's what we'll do. So who, yeah, if you look um, at the title of this episode, you'll see what we decided on. Right, if we went with that, that means nobody thought of something better, and if yep. we don't, then hopefully it is better. Yep. But you guys can be the judge of that. Yeah. Um, Connor, so... Vince. The idea here, the idea being here, uh, it just, questions are great. I don't know. I love questions. I love asking questions because they prompt conversation. Same. And um, I'm just going to start you off with a deep one, buddy. Oh, do it. We're going going for a deep one. Well, it's not that deep. It depends on how deep of pockets you want them to be because how much money to you is too much money? Hmm. How much money is too much money? Well, that actually, it's really crazy because we were just kind of talking about that it, with the cast, or at least the people in my dressing room. Um, I think a billion dollars is too much money. It's, it's, I mean, but even that is so big. Like, it, less than that is also too much money. I think if I'm talking actually too much money, then I'll, I'm going to say a billion. I don't think anyone needs to be a billionaire. Yeah. It's just crazy, like the idea of a billion and to have more than a billion is wild. So I'll say a billion. If you can make a hundred million, good for you. But if you can make a billion, it's like you, you killed someone to get that money. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, there, is there something in between those two numbers that feels too much? Like would 500 million still feel Five, 500 million much? feels too much. I okay. think... I think that's the point where it's like, that's so much money. Like, that's too much money. But a billion is where I'd stop someone from getting any more money. Okay. So I, I think 500, yeah, 500 is, is probably oh, it's also too much. Honestly, 100 million is too much, too. 100 I, million is I more understandable of, like, money. But 
Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I would say a billion is my cutoff. Like, no money past that needs to be made. But <laughs> but 500 is also when, too much. Yeah. Yeah. Like Do you in, think that Yeah. if somebody is using that money for a purpose that you think is good, does that change your it view does. Of, of how much they should have? It does. Okay. So that it does It does, matter. but also the people who normally use it for good. The person who I'm thinking of is oddly Mr. Beast. Um, mm-hmm. That man mm-hmm. has so much money, but if you look at any interview, he's like, I'm actually broke because all the money I make goes back to videos or giving back or whatever. So I'm like, that's a good person. Like, he's going to be, I think he's going to be the first YouTube billionaire. He has to be. Or, I don't know, but he, he, but he just gives away so much. And that, to me, is like, that's a good, rich person. I think yeah. Bill Gates is also not as ph- philanthropic as Mr. Beast is, like, to the people. It's, it's interesting. Bill Gates definitely is, but similar. Like, I respect him more because he gives away so much. Got you. Got you. Honestly, I mm-hmm. think that I would answer that question pretty similarly to you. Cool. It feels, feels very reasonable, Connor. You, you aren't crazy. Thank you. That's my, my assessment of what you just said. You seem means sane. Yeah, I think that you've passed the, the basic benchmark of being a functioning person in society. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what's... Yeah, hit me with something, Connor. My what, first what, question what? is nowhere near as deep, and I'm just curious... I'm really curious to what you're going to have to say about it, and I want an answer. I want okay. an answer. Who is the best actor to ever live? All right. Now, we talked about this briefly, I think, on our... Mm-hmm. Uh, what was what was the name of the episode? We had an episode a while back where we talked like about favorite, this. Yeah, it was like the our, the gauntlet. I yeah, believe. yeah, favorites gauntlet. We had to like pick our favorites. Um, and best were actor one of them. is not your favorite actor, not necessarily. Yeah, true. So if I were to just go with my gut and answer your question, I would say, as of now, Toshiro Mifune. Oh, wow. Uh, but I, I feel like it's a little bit of a boring one, and I've overdone it on the podcast talking about that era of movies that's my answer mm-hmm. but then i'll give you a couple kind of like below answers so yeah. that i can say that something is interesting behind not it not who i thought you were going to say and i wonder i'll tell you who i thought you were going to say if you don't say them okay well so as a kid i think my favorite actor was harrison ford okay I could do no wrong and i still think he's great i just mm-hmm. you know a couple people have topped him my favorite performance of all time is gene wilder as willy wonka wow my I think the performance that moved me the most was Abraham Ataw in Beast of No Nation. He plays the main child uh, soldier in mm. that film. And then I think my favorite actor working today is Michelle Yeoh. Okay. And I think that's really only off of everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. I haven't seen too many of her movies, so I'm really just going off of that. But I thought she... She was amazing. So mm-hmm. I, I'll say that that's my current. And I, I really like Willem Dafoe. Like, I have a, sm- yeah, a Willem spot great. for him. I uh, thought yeah. 100% that you were going to say Marlon Brando. Really? Yes. Oh, you have very good I, answers. And I'm, those are very acceptable and good. But I thought, I thought you're, such a, you're such a godfather nut, I thought you'd say Marlon Brando. 
That's funny. I think that's I really like his performance in that, and I've liked him. In, I've liked him in things I've seen, but I've never actually been super attached to him as an actor. Really funny. And I think the performance I latch onto in The Godfather more is Al Pacino. Yeah, I think the best performance think, Mar- yeah. I've seen Marlon Brando do for me is Apocalypse Now. Probably he is he is really good, and he is like barely in it, but he's very good. Yeah, there was a moment like where Marlon Brando was just front. what? No, go for it. There was a moment where Marlon Brando was just like kind of near the end of his career, where he was just doing these roles that like he was kind of barely in it. <laughs> he he yeah. was just such a figure. Like he's he's so good at being uh, uh, this figure. But when did he die? He died in like the eighties or nineties, right? I think yeah, it must have been the late nineties because I know he yeah. did this movie that went terribly wrong with Val Kilmer uh, oh, no. at some point in the 90s. Huh, but okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, even in The Godfather, he's not in that movie that much. It, it's like, correct me if I'm wrong, he's in the movie he's, a lot, but it's clearly more about Al Pacino. Right, he's in it. He's in it a good amount, but it was not enough to where him winning best actor was a sure thing. He almost mm-hmm. felt a little more like the supporting actor and so it was I would kind have, of I definitely would have given him supporting actor. Yeah. So I see what you're saying there. And I think of him as Superman's dad in Superman. Huh. Yeah, that's right. And that's they expanded that role just because he was playing it. Wow. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he's one of those he's one of those who just kind of fades in with the other great actors to me yeah and I, I i don't usually get a super attached to people as like a personality yeah um particularly so mm-hmm. that's always a hard question for me to answer i had to think yeah, about that man. what about you what who's your favorite connor i mean up there i want to say like daniel day lewis he's just phenomenal i really love paul dano um i don't know of all time Man, it's tough. I mean, it's for me. It's I, it's tough because that's very much what I focus on when I, like, yeah, just I see a movie. I focus on their acting performances. So, um, I don't know. Willem Dafoe is amazing too. I'm just gonna have to say Daniel Day Lewis for now. I think he it's nice. genuinely I, he's never done wrong. Like, you can't name, give me a movie where he didn't do phenomenally. So. And he's a chameleon. He's very different yeah. in all of them. Yes, which definitely. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Great. There, next question, you know, Vince. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. My next question. I had a deep one following this one up, but I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. I'll Great. for my uh, later catalog. So, <laughs> do, do certain weather events, do certain weather days make you want to watch or listen to certain things? And to give you sort of a little bit more of a background, this was sort of a running kind of argument at work. And some people were saying, oh, my gosh, it's a rainy day. I feel like watching Harry Potter. Mm. And everybody's, you know, half the people are like, oh, yeah, no, that's great. It's such a rainy day movie. And then the other half of the office was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why are you picking a movie based on the fact that it's raining? That's so funny. So for That's movies, for one. music, huh. what about what is your take on that? I, th- I I definitely think my mood can change based on if it's raining. 
only if it's raining or like snowing or whatever. If it's sunny, my or if the weather is just whatever, then my uh, movie taste will be random, I feel like. But rainy, you know what's really funny? You said Harry Potter. That makes perfect sense to me. Harry Potter does okay. seem like a rainy day thing. Like, it's kind of a get cozy and watch this series and watch this. Like, ooh, you, you want to sit and be invested. That's kind of the thing about Harry Potter as a series is you, it's not, for me at least, it's not the kind of background movie. It's a movie series that you want to watch and you want to get invested in and learn the characters and blah, blah, blah. So that makes sense to me. Uh, and yes, my, I would say my, my movie changes taste based on if it's raining. Probably a little mm -hmm. more solemn. I'm just, feel, I, there's something about it that makes me like, ooh, I want to think. Or it is cozy. Snow, definitely. Cozy movie on a snow, on a snowy day. Or at least not, not I don't know. I don't know. Okay. What about music? What about music, though? Nah. Nah. Okay. I listen to metal, so like it's always just <laughs> energetic and Is mad. It so like ink? it's raining, and it's like, oh, let me listen to some Slipknot. No, yeah. uh, I my mood changes what I what I want to listen to. Definitely. If I'm sad, okay. I know what I listen to. If I'm happy, I know what I want to listen to. And I don't think the weather affects it as much, but rain would definitely affect what I want to watch. Yeah. Got you. What was your okay. side of the opinion, Vince? I'm real curious. I'm with you, but very selectively. Okay. Like, I, I, I got, I understood what they were saying about the Harry Potter rain thing. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something to that. But I think the movies or albums or, you know, name, whatever, it's very few and far between that I would associate one with a certain weather event. Unless yeah. it's super overt. Like, obviously, okay, a Christmas movie is going to make you think about snow and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. That doesn't really count. I agree. Um, so, yeah, but there aren't too many other examples I can really think of, which makes me, makes me not really know. Hmm. So I'll say, yes, I agree, but not, like, fully, fully. Gotcha. Cool. Hmm. Makes sense. I will... Pick mine. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of piggyback off the last question I asked. Who is the greatest writer to ever live? And I know you this, have more of an opinion on this than me. Hmm. So, okay, I had to think about this one a little bit. Mm -hmm. By the way, folks, we, we did send each other these questions before. We did so send we each other the going, questions. Um, uh, and I'm still going uh, mm, on the podcast before. I knew that one would stop so, you. It really did. Um... Yeah. Okay. So basically, I think two of my favorite books ever are Invisible Man and the African Trilogy, but I haven't yeah. really read anything from those authors besides those books. So I feel like it'd be disingenuous for me to say that Ralph Ellison and Chinua Achebe were my favorite writers. Yeah. Um, another one that I've read a fair amount of is Leo Tolstoy, and I really, really? like Anna Karenina. So I've read a good amount of his stuff. Um, I haven't read War and Peace. But I honestly think that I like Dashiell Hammett the best. I wouldn't, what did, I wouldn't what necessarily... Did he, write? he wrote some of the first noir novels, like Detective ah. Hardboiled, Pulp Fiction books. Yeah. Um, the first one was Red Harvest, and I think that book's amazing. 
And then I read all his other novels after that, pretty recently. And I just need to start reading his short stories. But I just really liked the way that he wrote, and I really liked what he was saying with his books. I felt like he was mm-hmm. really cynical, but the books mm. were still fun. Um, and something interesting about him is he was an actu- he was actually a Pinkerton, oh. like detective. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the Pinkerton Agency and all that kind of stuff. I believe so. Remember that from history class? They were it's like the Pink Panther. So they were this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they found diamonds all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, they they were this group of like an agency of detectives, and they started out right after the Civil War or around that time. But then the railroads started hiring them, and all these big corporations started hiring them, and so they mm. almost became like a a mercenary army and they started putting down these union strikes. So they had this really bad reputation around the time that he was working for them. He worked for them for about 10 years and he quit when he was asked. It's, it's not confirmed, confirmed that this happened because obviously it's a very touchy political thing, but he, it's said that he quit the Pinkertons when he was asked to like assassinate this union leader who he felt did nothing wrong. And then he started writing these detective stories. And so his first detective is not some detective who has his own agency, you know, like the private eyes that have their name on the wall. Yeah. His first detective was somebody who works for a massive, like, national agency. And he never names Mm. the character. So there's sort of like this faceless agent of this uh, private thing. And that's all I'll say, really. But It's a little James Bond-esque. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit James Bond-esque. That's a good way. A good comparison, like early spy mm. stuff, a bit. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. but I don't think I would ever tell anybody. I wouldn't argue to anybody that he's the best writer ever. Yeah. You know, because I know there are people who can write better. It's just mm-hmm. I really liked it. But you got to yeah, pick an you? answer. Oh, Dashiell Hammett. That, I'll stick okay, with great. it. Okay, great. That's I'll the stick answer. With it. Great. Yeah, great. That's my answer for me. Yeah. For me, I'm definitely not into books as much. You know that. I, I, I'm illiterate. Whatever. Oh, don't say no, that. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, Agatha Christie is good. Agatha Christie oh, is real yeah. good. Um, I love, I, I think my answer is going to be George Orwell because two of, just two oh, of my cool. favorite books ever are, are his. Like, um, Animal Farm is great. And 1984 is so, so good. I love those. So I'm, and it's really in line with like kind of what I believe, which is which is odd, but like I, I connect to those books and like that I go, oh yeah, I like I understand what this is and I, I enjoy it. One, just I enjoy the book and then I enjoy the message. Well, I would don't enjoy the yeah. message, but I understand the message. Um, so I'm gonna say George Orwell. And and but the theater head in me wants to say Shakespeare. <laughs> just because, I, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's kind of the easy answer. Like, he kind of is the best writer of all time, considering the influence he's had and how old it was and what it meant for writing and for plays and for theater and blah, blah, blah. Like, what he did. Or uh, he is like, it's Shakespeare. I don't know if it was a group of people. I'm not going to get into the theories. Yeah. But the Shakespeare plays are very monumental. And people are still doing them today, and they're still doing adaptations of them today which and they're working really well like I'm literally in a show right now that is kind of Romeo and Juliet-esque like it has Romeo and Juliet 
star-crossed lover vibes. And these things are always, people are always being inspired by Shakespeare. Like almost every Disney movie is <laughs> some Shakespeare story. That's Lion King true. is Hamlet. Finding Nemo is King Richard the Third. A third, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've read like yeah. three Shakespeare plays. Mm. That's about it. But uh, I, I so I, I like Shakespeare is the easy answer for me. But I'm going to say George Orwell. Okay. Yeah. Got you. I thought you were going to say Stephen King, but oh, I love Stephen that... King. But I I understand he's not the best writer in the world. Okay. Got you. Not a me. That's a good question. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. All right. I'm going to follow up with another money talk. Let's talk more money. Let's talk I don't money. know why. Money's on the brain today for Money's me. Money's on the when brain. I thought of these, Get that bag, Vince. Get that bag. There's so many. Yeah. Okay. Is there an amount that you would accept to never get to do creative or entertainment work again? And by that, I mean... Uh, you don't get to write, you don't get to sing, you don't get to act, none of it. How much money would somebody have to pay you, or would there ever be an amount? Mm-hmm. And you could you could do something else that you like. It just can't be something that's in line with that. So what's really funny is I wrote the exact same question. Like, we had not talked about previous questions before we had not like discussed these but we both asked the same question like how much money would it take for you to never be creative again never do anything like I can't play guitar I can't do anything yeah honestly no I think it's a more interesting question that way because it then the answer could be oh I'm never going to get paid to play guitar but I can play at home all I want yeah yeah you're still you still have your outlet no you don't get an outlet your outlet has outlet. to be social life and whatever other interests you have that aren't in line with that mm. kind of sphere. Obviously, there are some things that really toe the line. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't care too much about that. But however yeah. you see that, whatever you see as being blocked by that general rule. It's going to take a lot of money, man. I know we were just talking about how much like I think someone should have, and I'm about to exceed that limit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't do much. It's it's that's so hard because like it is my life and especially guitar. Like I know that's weird because I'm such a theater person and theater is is so important to me. And if I wasn't doing it, if I wasn't entertaining or I wasn't, I don't know what I'd be doing with myself. But I, my release is playing guitar and just music. I love it. And when I get money, the first thing I think is, okay, what nice new guitar am I going to get? Like, that's my thought. So having all this money, I'm like, okay, I'll buy a house. Uh. <laughs> I'll buy property. <laughs> no, um, but I don't know, man. You're going to become a it's, rancher? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be in the... Uh, truly, there is no number... Because for me, a life without music is not a life worth living. So, That's poetic. Wholesome. Yeah. That's um, so wholesome, Connor. Thanks. Uh, I don't know. The number's massive. Maybe $10 billion. Okay. Like, it's something like uh, more than I think someone should have. Like, I, I yeah. would honestly say no 
to someone offering. I'd be like, can you slide me a good like mill and just let me keep doing it? But, you know, <laughs> so I don't know. It's got to be a massive number like that where, yeah, because it's not worth it. I wouldn't actually want Were to. You? And I'd probably say no. But the yeah. number I'll, I'll just say 10 billion because that's a lot of money. Right. You'd rather become like a you'd become like a small country and it would change the scope of who you are completely. Yes. Like that's, that's the type of level of change that you would need. And even then it doesn't even seem like the preferred option. Like that's mm-hmm. less enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I get you. That's, that is the most um, wholesome answer, Connor. I love it. Yeah. And remember I asked you the same question. So now you got to answer. You did. Okay. My answer would, I wish I could say the same. Wow. Like I think you're I think you're the more noble pursuer of this kind of stuff to be honest. <laughs> because I'm I hear that and I think hmm still too much like definitely still in that hundreds of millions of dollar range. Mm-hmm. But I would say I would say like 200 million because the wow. uh, the reason I say that is because you could tell me if this doesn't count but Mm -hmm. The way you posed the question to me when we were talking about it was to never write again. And to me, that also means, okay, I I don't get to, like, create stories myself. Yes. Yes. Which is really the only... That's sort of the only real creative thing I pursue. Mm -hmm. So that sort of covers it for me. Um, But that would almost allow me, if I had that kind of money, I could find other people who are doing that. I could find other creators and finance their work and be more like a producer. And so if I had like $200 million, then I, had a, I would have a lot of control and ability to do that. And even that, it's weird to say, is not a ton, a ton, a ton of money for doing that. No, it's not. Like it's that's so the budget of to do that stuff. That's less than what Avatar costs to make. Right, yeah. Like that's a big, bu- that's a single big budget, massive budget movie or mm-hmm. two big budget movies or a bunch of, you know, independent films. In which case I would be, yeah, okay, I could make... I could make 10, I could find 10 great independent films and, and help make them without any creative say. Do you think that wow. counts as something I could still do with this Honestly, I'm going to say no, because it is the okay. easy answer. Oh, shoot, then. Yeah, man. Man, I... But I, that, that's then, a great answer, and I, I get it, and that is, I will say that is your answer if that actually happens, yeah. but no. Now answer again. <laughs> okay, no answer again probably still the same range because then it would be like okay i don't have to worry about finances whatsoever i can mm-hmm. live any kind of life i want to i just can't do the thing that i say i'm most passionate about yeah and to me life would still be good yeah like i could still enjoy my life and do good things and you know, mm-hmm. I would just take it in a different path. And it would definitely be a trade-off. It would feel like I'm selling a part of myself for sure because that's what it would yeah. be. But, yeah, my price would still probably be in that range. If I couldn't do the movie thing, maybe it'd be a little higher even. Maybe it'd be like $500 million. But, yeah, yeah, the, the, the range of too much money that we were talking about, that's what it would be. Yeah. It's so funny, Vince. It, to me, I, I looked up the budget of Avatar and Avatar The Way of Water. Uh Avatar costs $237 million to make. Honestly, if you were, like, trying to be a producer, you should ask for, like, billions. Well, yeah. I mean, that's... Because then you could actually produce and 
Dude, it, I mean, That's Avengers Endgame. Joint Avengers Endgame costs three hundred and fifty-six million dollars. Like, yeah. I well, mean, the, you're uh, you're not making nice. these huge, big, big budget movies. You don't have to, but two hundred million dollars. not one for a movie putting that, that in. Crazy. What? The thing about those is, it's not ever one person putting that in, or Very one, true. even one company, usually. So mm-hmm. I think if I had something in the two hundred million dollar range, I would at least then be on the ballpark where I could convince other really, really rich people to put their money in too. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry so much about having that. But that's actually insane. I didn't realize those cost that much. Yeah, right, man. That is a lo- that is that is wild. Yeah. I think Avengers Endgame is the most expensive movie ever made. I think so. It has that, to be. That right? might be. That sounds about right. $356 million. Dollars. My lord. Um, yeah. Crazy. Um, it's actually really yeah. funny. I love. No, you could budget. You could fund like the small movies because you look at a movie like uh, Paranormal Activity. Do you know what the story behind yeah, I that know. is? Yeah. It costs. Do you know how much it cost? No, tell me. I want to make sure I get this right, but I the number. <laughs> you know like, cost? Let's ask Google. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Paranormal Activity budget. Oh my lord! Okay, Paranormal Activity. It is one of the most influential horror movies. It was the security cam thing. It was scary. It was new. How much do you think it cost to make? And it made. It made $193 million in the box office. Damn. How much did it cost to make? 500000 Way lower. Damn. Okay. A hundred k. Way lower. What? Are we talking 50 k? Lower. Dude, what? $15,000. Exact On the money. $15,000. That is... Yeah. I believe the absolute smallest budget you could really have. I believe technically that anything. is the most successful movie ever made. Technically, maybe it's up in there. In terms of in terms of box of office first budget, because yeah. that's that is a two hundred million dollar. <laughs> oh man, I want to always root for movies like that. The thing yeah. is, though, we talked about this last episode. I'm not a huge horror guy. Almost always, they're horror movies that are able to yep. do that. Mm-hmm. And I just because, saw one, Terrifier yep. Two, that I did not like at all. Yeah, man, you can't and watch Terrifier. Was, that that's not. I know was, that's not your thing. Ter- uh, it was two hundred thousand dollar budget, which is you know that's very. It was that's awesome cheap. what they were able to pull off on that money, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I didn't like it at all, and it made it a lot of money for that. And I'm just thinking, yeah. ah, if only mo- other movies that I liked could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's you funny. want another question from me, Connor? You want another follow-up? I, am I asking or are you? I think you asked because w- the last question we had was the writer one. So it was that was our back and forth. No, and then you did the how much money. So I guess then it's my turn? Wait. No, 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 because I said the how much money, and then you asked then you asked the same one, how much money to never write again. So it's I, your turn. Remember, we each had that question. Yep, yeah, so folks, it's your turn. Tell, write us in if we're wrong. Yep. I don't know. Also, we don't care. <laughs> that was, yeah, whatever. Um, so next question. Um, okay, in, in follow-up to that, if, mm-hmm. if this, was, this scenario that we had just talked about was forced upon you, um, and you still had a ton of money, whatever, whatever, 
what passion would you pursue instead if that was the case? A non-creative passion. Dude. Or, you know, I, I, I hesitate to not, say non-creative because like, all these, all fields are They're all creative, yes. I just mean not entertainment-based mm-hmm. in that sense, not like creative industry or whatever. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Maybe, maybe building guitars. <laughs> maybe, uh, dude. I don't know. I all oh my, my life has only been this. <laughs> I've never been passionate about anything else. Maybe building guitars. I love that. I'm not. Even I don't know, man. For a different answer. I'm, That's amazing. I don't. I don't have. I, I don't have any other passions, man. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I guess I'll build the thing I like to play. <laughs> I, mean, I can that, never play it, count. but I can't play it, so but just I can build it. it. You're like, you can't even test it. You're like, I bet this one sounds amazing. I bet um, it sounds so good. I can't wait for someone else to play it. All right, what would you do? Real quick, what, what would you, what's your answer to that question? Oh, what would I do? Well, okay, I, I hopped around different majors in college for a bit. I liked, Yes, you did. I really like history, and part of why I really like it is because I like writing, and you can blend the two well, but... I would I would be happy pursuing history or anthropology or something like linguistics in a purely academic way that didn't require me to write textbooks or you know pursue the quote unquote creative aspect yeah. of it. So that would probably be my answer, or maybe like a lawyer. I, uh, actually, so I, I, maybe like a lawyer. Those are so different. Okay, um, they are different. Actually, I, don't know. I think when I was in high school, if I, I and middle school, if I didn't do creative, my, my backup answer actually was archaeologist. So I'll say that. Indiana Jones. Yep. Heck yeah. Okay, now my question. Yes. Vince, this one's kind of uh-huh. dark. Oh. Ew. How do you want the world to end? I really let's, like this I, question. Like, like... Uh, let me phrase for the, because I know you get it, but let's phrase to the audience, or at least maybe you're misunderstanding. I don't know. But it's, if the world is going to end, like you can't save it, how would you want it to happen? Like a comet? Would you want a volcano? Would you want the sun to explode? Like what do you want to happen? Would you want an, an, a disease? Whatever. The world is going to end. We're all going to die. How do you want it to go down? My, my answer is really boring. I, what I want is for humanity to get its act together and keep ever to keep the planet alive long enough um, for things to happen very naturally. And from what I understand of science, the natural death of Earth would be for the sun to die out slowly as mm-hmm. stars do. And I would want the sun to just go through its natural process of death uh, over the course of the next several billion years. So yeah. that would be my answer. That's a good answer. I mean, that's the, that's the answer everyone hopes for. Like, that's how we want the world to end. But, um, yeah, I think my answer... Fun answer? <laughs> Meteors. <laughs> that literally, I was about to say, like, <laughs> a, a meteor, I guess. Because it's quick. That, have it just land directly on me. <laughs> just I want meteors real. with dinosaurs on them. <laughs> God, can you imagine getting hit by a meteor? That'd be wild. No, I can't. <laughs> didn't they make a movie about that this year, Moonfall? I didn't watch oh, it. Oh, God, yeah. I didn't watch it either. Um, 
Yeah, but I would just go for quick. Like if it couldn't, if it wasn't the sun dying, uh, I would go just quick. Comet or whatever yeah. meteor. Yeah, I would want Pluto to like fight back. I would want Pluto yes. to get upset with all the other planets yes. and say, "I've been made fun of for too long, and it just screws up everybody's flow." Yep, uh, and he goes, "Screw you, sun. Neil deGrasse Tyson." I want Pluto to ram into Earth. <laughs> I want Pluto to just pound it. You know. Yeah. No. Aren't definitely. there some of Jupiter's moons that are bigger than Pluto? Don't say that. I, I think so. Yeah. I think there are like a couple. <laughs> Don't say that about Pluto. I'm not. I'm, this is not Pluto slander. Pluto is a planet in my heart. Okay. Okay. Keep All right. What's good. your next question? <laughs> my next question is, what's the best Christmas movie ever made? Hmm. I don't know why. And the what's first your favorite? I don't know why the first answer that came into my head is Elf. Okay. Elf is good. I, I feel like it's not the... Uh, you know what? Best of all time is uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's not my fave, but I, I, it's so good. It's so good. And it's so and what's classic. Your, what's your... My fave? Yeah, what's For your a long fave? time, my fave was uh, It's a Year Without Santa Claus. Because... Ooh, the ones with the heat miser and the snow miser? Because of heat miser and snow miser, yeah. Actually, me and my girlfriend... In, I'm going back to New York for... Um, December, we're going to two parties. Um, we're going to go as Heat Miser and Snow Miser. You're going to be Heat Miser? No. Wait, I'm a really? tall, skinny, oh. lanky kid. Of course I'm going to be Snow Miser. She's going to be Heat Miser. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always took you as more of a Heat Miser kind of guy. Really? Vince. I guess. I've never been more <laughs> insulted in my life. In my life. Heat Miser's <laughs> the bad guy in that Wait. movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. And maybe maybe it's because you're wearing red right now. I think I, I am wearing red. I'm wearing red, and I have you leftover it. eyeliner on, and I'm wearing a beanie. I'm I'm living my emo boy fantasies right now. You're Mr. Green Christmas. Nah, that's better. You're well, Mr. Green, 101. Yeah. I'm Mr. 101. I love that trombone, like Vince. You need to learn how to play it. It's easy. I used to know how to play that. Don't give me that. I could play that. So easy. We played that song one year in uh, you what did? Was it, eighth grade. We did. That's it was so eighth grade sick. or something, didn't we? I don't know. I didn't I play like it. We, you didn't? Ah, I played no. it at some point. That, Maybe that we did, and I'm just forgetting. It's a, it's a good lick. Um, it's a good lick. So that's my answer. I'll say my, I think the best I is... Um, I'll say the best is It's a Wonderful Life, and my favorite is A Year Without Santa Claus. Hot take? I don't like It's a Wonderful Life. Wow. Why is that? Yeah. I you don't like, don't like it, it or you oh. I, Okay, I enjoyed it when I saw the play. I've seen the play like maybe mm -hmm. 3 times. And I think yeah. you've been all, in all of them. I don't know. No, I I've only it. been in one. Oh, okay. Well, I enjoyed it. But the movie, I just don't I don't really like it. I don't know why. I just hmm. kind of find it boring. It's it's a little I, slow, but I love it. It's it's an old movie. Cool. It's like those that's yeah. what they I understand. No, and I'm not trying not to shit like on you it, for it. It's just it just didn't land with me. I just didn't yeah. connect with it. Mine's a Charlie brother. Brown Christmas. That's your fave? That you think's the it. best? I think that's my fave. I think well yeah, maybe I think good. the best is Christmas story. But I think Charlie Brown oh, Christmas is my fave. Yeah. Oh, Christmas story is really good. That's up there for sure. That's a good one. But yeah, Charlie Brown, that's a that's Batman a classic. Batman Returns and Die Hard are my favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so 
we can't Connor, get into this. What's your next now. question? My next question. Okay, this is like a two-parter, okay. and I'll I'll ask you both because oh, whatever. Who is the most influential person in your life? This is a good question. It's a very good question. Um, person, because um, yes, like, person. I mean, someone you know. Yes, 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 yes. Growing up, obviously, my lovely parents, my yes. teachers, my coaches, my big sister Mia, yeah. like all these people are super impactful. But in recent years, um, actually, that answer would probably be my good friend and now your good friend as well, Eric. Because mm. I, I just, it's hard to answer anything else just because we had, from right before the pandemic started, rooming together, immediately following into spending the pandemic together. And also this answer yeah. kind of extends to my other roommates during that time as well. But I think mm -hmm. particularly Eric, just because we probably spent more time together over the course of all of it. And yeah. everything I did, like most of my memories in that era are wrapped around in that. Um, yeah. So probably, probably Eric. And I, I think That's it continues good. on too. So he's yeah. a good guy. Love Eric's you, buddy. A great guy. Yeah, love you, buddy. What um, about you, Connor? My if you thought of it. It's a, I know it's a tough one. This one, I, that took me yeah. a second to think about. Prob, I mean, the, uh, probably my dad. Dad is very influential in me and what I... Mm, oh, Jesus. I'm not crying, I promise. <laughs> uh, no, my dad is very <laughs> um, influential for me, like what I do and who I am and how I carry myself and how I act and walk and talk is all... It's a lot of him influenced on me, but... Also, I, I can't deny how much influence you've had in my life, Vince. We, we definitely, I feel like we were like right alongside each other and kind of pushing each other to be, as kids, it was, it was, it was good to have you. But I, I'll that say my dad you, and then, yeah, you. Honestly, same goes to you as well, and I, just because I'm don't try to don't you. try to cover no, it. No, 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 no. Don't try. I, I'm not trying to cover it. Up. All <laughs> right, kidding, whatever. Kidding, I'll kidding. leave it at that. No, it's just I'm like kidding. I think it's funny because I am slightly older, so that would be mm -hmm. the natural answer, I guess. But yeah, uh, the influence goes both ways, so I I appreciate that. That that melts yeah. my heart and makes me happy. Well, good. Happy. Holidays, I am the heat miser. I guess I'll melt your heart. You melt my heart, <laughs> Mister Green Christmas. Yeah. Um, All right. Your question? Who's your question? Is it my question again? Okay. It is. What's the what's the difference in your mind between sampling and homage to other artists and plagiarism? Where's the line drawn? That's such an interesting and question. It's so it? out of the blue for the rest of these questions. I remember yes, seeing that. I don't know why I thought of this like, one, but all right. Um, I think, well, I think sampling is a real thing. I mean, I listen to a ton of people who sample artists. It's, it's, it's good. It's like, I don't know downright plagiarism because to me, plagiarism is when you do something and you're trying to very clearly hide that you are um, taking from someone else. So in a sample where they use... Stevie Wonder's voice. It's like, well, yeah, it's Stevie Wonder. They're just sampling over it. Or, uh, I, I don't know, there are tons of examples of that classic sampling. But and, uh, I think plagiarism, a closer argument is like, plagiarism and sampling are like 
opposite. Like I've never heard sampling be sued for plagiarism. It's like it's not the same thing because mm -hmm. you're not. Mm -hmm. And whenever you sample someone, you actually give them credit for the song. Like that's you, you're you were saying like oh Stevie Wonder is in this song. Mm -hmm or sampled in this song, at least they should. I, I don't know the music industry as well. But if you look at something like uh, Olivia Rodrigo, I love Olivia Rodrigo, but she has plagiarized what she's been to court like three times for plagiarizing songs. Hmm. And I think a lot of that is homage because she grew up in this era where she's like listening to Paramore, so that's what she likes. And then that just gets caught in your head and you don't realize, I've done the same thing. I haven't released it and made it the number one song in the world, but you write something and then you go, oh, that's kind of like this. Oops. And it, I don't know. It's, it's um, I think the line is actually pretty clear to me when someone is plagiarizing versus sampling. Because when I think of sampling, I think of very clearly you are, you are just using them you, and giving credit to them versus plagiarizing is not. That's, that's an interesting question. Yeah, and paying homage... I mean, I, uh, it, look at a song like, um, uh, it's by Jet. It's Look What You've Done. It's very Beatles-esque. Like, it's very Beatles. If you listen to it, you'll listen and go like, oh, I see what you mean. They're not getting sued that, because you don't technically own chords. You don't own a chord progression. No one does. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, so in my mind... It takes a lot to like really plagiarize someone and try to do that, so it it's so like obvious. And when someone is plagiarizing a, you can't. People don't own chords, and to think that you own chords or own a chord progression is is dumb. Hmm. So that I just danced around the answer. I don't know. No, I'm not. That's <laughs> solid. That, I think that I think that, that was, was pretty a solid clear. Answer. I think that was a solid answer for sure. Cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything that I could even think to add in terms of defining that answer. I just, mm -hmm. the reason I thought of the question is because I heard a song come up just on my YouTube music recommended, whatever it came up, um, and it was, it had the exact same beat behind it and music behind it as Slim Shady. Or what's really the, the song's called Slim Shady, right? Like Eminem's yeah. big breakout on the Marshall Mathers, or you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I didn't realize that. I thought that that was created for that song in particular, but they're actually sampling the dunna, badunna, 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 dun dun dun, like that. That's mm -hmm. from a different song. Yeah. And yeah. They've, uh, you know, they changed it. And I know that's super common, and tons of people probably already know this. I'm sounding like an idiot right now, but that just made me think of it because I didn't realize that. Yeah. And so, as an like a listener, you kind of have to beat me over the head a little bit to make me understand that that's not your own original idea. Yeah. So uh, that made me think of it, which I don't know, but I really like your answer. Mm -hmm. Actually, in a lot of like songwriting classes that I took in high school, one of the first things they tell you to do is take someone else's thing that you like and just do your own thing. Like take their chords and write whatever you want over it. Don't copy their... Well, if you want to work on lyrics, sure, copy their thing, but that's not your song. Like, take their chords or take their lyrics and put different music behind it. It's a good practice, and it is a thing that people do, like, to get inspiration. You listen to other music to inspire yourself. So I get, I get it. But, yeah. Okay, cool. Next question of mine. 
This is the two-parter. Who's the inf most influential artist in your life? I, I thought about this. I really can't even come up with a single answer. It's so... Neither can I. <laughs> it's so intense because artist mm -hmm. means literally anything. And I already answered the actor. I already kind yep. of answered the writer in terms of influence, I guess. But, dude, I could just name a couple people. Yeah, I'm fine like, with that. This one's hard. About, I think we talked about how Steven Spielberg's movies have shaped our childhood. Yeah. So him and his creative teams, yada, yada. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, I don't know. That's really tough. And maybe, yeah, maybe I'm just completely unaware of myself to the point where I don't realize I don't know. And I don't yeah. really know the types of things that I do, where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. So that's my, my answer is I, I'm bad at recognizing who's influenced me. Funny. And I know that people have. I don't, I don't, I'm not like lying to myself and thinking that the things I think up are wholly my own. Yeah. Or that I've just, I'm some sort of, you know, creative original person to that extent. Everyone just, is I'm influenced really by something. Though. That's yeah, 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 dude. Um, that yeah, that's about it. That's <laughs> Maybe, I mean, oh, that's, you know that's what? a fair actually, answer. Actually, 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 I'll go. I'll go, I'll say something like this. Very fundamental to early, early, early life. I we we were joking about Veggie Tales earlier, but I feel <laughs> like the way that that show did humor and storytelling really kind of etched itself into my brain a bit at yeah. a very, very young age. Um, so I think that there's something to that and a couple other shows like that at that time mm -hmm. that I owe a lot to. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I know my answer and it's what, the, oh, like, yes. it's the first band I ever got into. It's the first songs I like learned and wanted to learn their songs and it's Green Day. Green mm. Day influenced me so much and now I'm kind of, I don't listen to that much Green Day anymore. I love Green Day, don't get me wrong and I, I'll still put some of their stuff on but uh, back in the day, back when I first started playing guitar and started learning and just started getting into my own music like when I was at the age where I didn't have to listen to what my parents were listening to, that's the band I found and they confidently I can say that they shaped me into what I am today. I'm a rock and roll guy in, in shows, like in musicals. That's what I advertise myself as because of that. So, and I play guitar because of them. And a lot of my influence very early on in bass, especially, was Mike Durnt. And um, I respect him. I love the American Idiot musical. I know that's very weird, but that also plays an oddly good part in my life. Like, oh, like, shit, you can do the exact music I want to do on stage. Like, this is exactly what I want to do. And it inspires me every day, and it, it's, it's, it was very influential for me. So I'm going to say Green Day. I love that. Uh, kind of piggybacking off what I had just answered. I would just want to say rest in peace. Piggybacking. I, I just want to say rest in peace to Kevin Conroy. I was going to say, when about, are we going to say it, man? Uh, when are we going to say man. it? That's crushing. Rest in peace. I, that's, that's hard. Yeah. That's all I'll say. That one means a lot for Vince. I, I was, I mean, I love Batman, but I know, I, he, when I heard the news, I was like, 
How's Mitch going to handle this, yeah. man? Uh, um, no, it's a sad Yeah. One. How many questions do we have left, man? I think I we think each have about two. We, I think two. I think I only have two. Oh, we each have three. We each have what, three. I have four? Yes. I have four three. and four that I need to yeah, ask you. What? How? <laughs> All right, let's get to it. If, if, how did we only oh, get through six? Oh, I also six? have four. How did we only get through six? It feels like we've been talking for a while. Um, I also have four. <laughs> All right. Well, we got through 12, not six. Oh, that's true. Yeah, six each, six each. I don't know. I'm down to make this a yeah, long yeah. one. I don't know about you guys. You can always just stop listening Fine to the that. episode if you want to, and we'll edit it a little bit. Or just... Yeah, just just buzz off or keep whatever. listening. It's fine. Yeah. We're doing this for our own amusement. If you haven't if you haven't figured that out by now, then I don't know what to tell you. All right? Okay. Um, if New York as it is, New York as a city... Um, only had 500,000 residents and very minimal tourism, would you like it more or less? So a little bit emptier. Probably less. Okay, cool. I think what makes New York very beautiful is not necessarily the tourists, but the people who come to New York. And I've met so many people from different countries that, like, I've met, like, people escaping something, which I I can't fathom because I'm... privileged person who lives in America and was born in America. Uh, I'm also white, so that helps. Um, but you, you meet these just amazing people. You meet so many people. And I like that the city is packed. I, I like it. I, I feel... It feels good. It's like... I, I Something weird about it. It sucks, but it's also like... it's If there weren't that many people, it wouldn't be the same. You can ask a bunch of people who are still in New York when COVID hit the people who didn't go back home, um, they were like, it's weird. It's really weird because no one's there. Like, Times Square is empty. Could you imagine that? Going to Times Square and it's just being maybe three people there? No. It's crazy. It's insane. I, I Absolutely, I, I would want... I, I, I don't think having less people there or less tourism, uh, it would make me like it less. Gotcha. Cool. You can't really answer no, that question. That was pretty I much mean, just you for can, you. But <laughs> no, go for it. What's, yeah. your, what's your next? My next question is... Let me look here. Okay. If you were given a million dollars, and if you were given a million dollars, what would be the first thing you would buy? And it cannot be... I put this in parentheses because I know you, Vince. It said material shit only. <laughs> no smart stuff. Just material. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so my answer... Just a car yeah, or something. My answer is I would just travel. I would just like use the money to take off from work as long as I wanted to or as long as it lasted, and I would go have a blast in a bunch of different countries and good. a bunch of different places, and I would enjoy myself with friends, with you if you wanted to tag mm-hmm. along, and I would make it just a great experience for like a year. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Uh... That's dope. That's a great answer. I've already answered this. It's guitars. Yes. So that's you, the first you thing have I'd answered buy. this. I'd buy I love that. I love that. I've answered this so a couple funny. times. That's what I would buy. But yeah, traveling is dope. I didn't even think of that. That's that's a great answer. Sweet. Yeah. Connor, if you hit me owned and ran a restaurant or a bar or some sort of equivalent eatery, sit down, whatever, what would it be like? What would be the theme? What would be the type of food? And what would you call it? And where would I've it thought be? about this. And where would it be, too? It would be in New York, cool. and I'd go broke. But yes. uh, I would 
I haven't seen this, and I'm very—I don't know if I ever will, but I have not, and I—I I think it's good. Do you know what tincture is? Tincture? I tell me. Maybe I do. It sounds familiar. Tincture is like an edible. It's weed, but it's liquid. So a very small amount of it goes a very long way. So I'm—I want a bar, and it's—you don't give a lot, but each drink has just a little bit of weed in it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right, what's it called? I what's think it that's be called? very marketable. What's it going to be called? And what's the layout of the place? high five? High five! It's high five, baby! Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, the lay- it'd just be a bar. I like the vibe. <laughs> it wouldn't be like a stoner spot. I'd want it to be very cool and like you wouldn't think going in. You you wouldn't think like so weedy, but it's literally so just weedy. a vehicle to get you crossed. You know what I mean? Would it be um, a speakeasy? It's not a vehicle. A fake front. To the front or no? Oh, that'd be cool. But no, I just want it up front. High five, baby. And um, would you serve any food? I think because I, I haven't actually seen that. Like, I'd love to see. I'd love to see a cocktail that has this in it. Yeah. Because now they're coming out with like weed sodas and weed stuff, and I'm like, okay, when is it gonna be time where they're serving this at restaurants? Mm. And you're so gonna be, be the, the one. You're gonna That's be the first. What, what kind of food would mm-hmm. you serve with it, though? People are gonna have the munchies. Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> You're just gonna open up. No. A, a I, beautiful it, I think it'd just be standard bar food. Okay. Yeah, I think standard bar food. Maybe actually, that'd be kind of cool if you did like more munchy style things. Like if you had Frito pie, uh, like literally like Dorito pie or something like something stupid and just good snack bar food that that someone with the munchies is gonna want. Also, with these drinks, I'm not putting like a bunch in there. Probably every drink has like two milligrams in it, maybe less. It's very light. So like you drink it and then you drink two and that's when you start to feel it. Same with any, an alcoholic drink. Like it's not, you take one drink and you're done. And that also keeps the reason why that's why people are going to buy more. So it's tasteful. It's not kitschy. Yes. Except it's called high five. Yes. (laughs) All right. This is genius. Someone's going to listen to this and take it, and I'm going to sue them. Yep. 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 That's plagiarism. <laughs> unless you, unless they were sampling your idea, Connor. That's plagiarism. Unless they were sampling my idea. All right. Okay. What's up? All right. Um, okay. If you could live anywhere in the world with no worries about your career, where would it be? Okay. Answer off the top of my head is uh, the islands of Croatia. I would get a boat Ooh, and own a bunch of villas on different islands and boat around between them, uh, but I've only spent minimal amount of time there on the Elafidi Islands, uh, so I don't mm-hmm. know that that well. So A place I know a little bit better that I know I would like is the central coast of California. It's a little bit less yeah. populated than either NorCal or SoCal. It's beautiful. I love it, and it's a bummer because the, the industries that I love aren't really reaching in there too much, so yeah. I I'm not really able to live there, so I would love to just be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's my answer. Nice, it's a good answer. My answer, I mean, I love New York, like that's where I want to live. But if not New York, uh, honestly, maybe like Ireland, just get out of the way, or Montana, or something, just kind of out of the way. I like the idea of living in the mountains. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I know there aren't like many mountains in Ireland. It's like, but you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, kind of like nice hills and on stuff. its own spot. Yeah. Nice hilled area, I, like and Ireland, like 
out in the middle of nowhere yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah. If my career didn't matter, like if my career was completely intact yeah. by moving to this place, then right. yeah, I'd, I'd kind of right. want to be maybe a little remote. Okay, so my next question is... All right, this is an interesting one. If the government asked you to be the first group of people to go to Mars, would you do it? And the stipulation is you go to Mars, you can't come back. No. Gotcha. Why is that? Just no interest. I've never been somebody who's super interested in space. I, I don't, I'm not uh, interested in Mars. I've had, I would have no interest in being alone on a dusty planet. Uh, it would be cool for like a yeah. week. Um, I also think space would be cool for a while, just in general, but I, I don't want to give mm -hmm. up Earth for any of that, so no. Yeah, that's fair. I think for me, I'd probably say the same thing. Like, the, uh, I'd have to think about it, like, because uh, to be the first people on Mars and to start the colony on Mars or whatever, that's like, that's history. You are... you. It's the thing like, okay, you are making a mark on this world and this universe now, this galaxy that, that um, will never be changed. And can, like, from that point on, the, the whole world is different. The whole universe is different. You know what I mean? It's like, um, yeah, it's a but big I'd deal. still probably it's say kind no. Of a big deal. It's, it's just, it's a very big deal, but it's just, um, I'd still say no. Yeah. It's one of those things that's a big deal, but in essence, it's kind of pointless. Not really. Like, scientifically, mm -hmm. it'd be really useful, and it's super cool. But, you know, yeah. it's kind of, like, a little bit indulgent. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. Um, weird question for you. If you could host SNL, but the stipulation was that you legally had to change your name to Gonzo the Muppet for the rest of your life, would you do it? No. Gonzo's my favorite Muppet. Vince knows this. Gonzo's hands down my favorite Muppet. I love Gonzo. Uh, no. No. Jesus, no. <laughs> I, I don't really have that much of an interest in hosting SNL. It'd be cool like if that happened, if I got to that point in my career where I was, I absolutely would, but it's not like, oh my God, I need to host SNL. Like That's that's not a thing that is itching at me. So I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to leave my name Connor, not change it to Gonzo the Muppet. <laughs> That's the best question so far. What about you, Vince? No. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, yeah. That's cool, though. I mean, like, that's an interesting question. I guess someone who's, like, really into that. If you'd have picked a different name, maybe. But Gonzo the Muppet. <laughs> yeah. If I'd have just changed my first name to, like... I, hey, what if it was Gonzo me, Crowley? Switch it around. What if it was Gonzo Crowley? That's more tough. Still, no. I think there are other things I would do to change my name. I'd change my name to Gonzo... Like if it meant I went to do a be the lead of a Broadway show, <laughs> and I changed my name to Gonzo Frederick Crowley. Maybe I'd be tempted, but oh, for man. SNL, no, I'm good. Oh man! Wow. Okay. All right. This is my last question. How good is your last question? Because mine is mine's, mine's a banger. Mine's not as good. 
So I'll just okay. Then you go first. I'll go first. <laughs> if you never had to do one common errand again, or like household chore, which would it be? Laundry, laundry. <laughs> Solely because in New York, laundry is such a task, and it's it's a day thing. Like it is a it is a thing you have to plan. You can't be doing anything on a day you have laundry, and. Because for me, I have to walk to like do my laundry. Here, I have laundry in house. I literally just did a load before this podcast, which is nice. But also, I hate doing laundry because I'm not very, like, I can't keep up with it as much. I should, but I just don't think about it. And I just wish my clothes never smelled bad ever. Yeah. Or stained. Yeah. That's it. What about you? Yeah. Screw laundry. Screw laundry. Yeah. Everything else is fine. I'll clean. I'll sweep. I'll blah, blah, blah. I'll do the dishes, but... Actually, doing the dishes is pretty, like, cathartic. Is in that the way. word? In a way. It's nice. Yeah. It's like, it's cleaning and whatever. I did the dishes yesterday. Okay. Here's the banger All right. question. Let's hear it. Who's your favorite cousin? Oh, Connor, you're asking this because you know the answer. I First of all, I love all my cousins. I love Melissa. all my cousins. <laughs> 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 I love all my amazing cousins equally. But, Connor, I have to mm. say that you're my favorite cousin. Be- and to give even more context for this, people, when they ask me how many siblings I have, I have to mm-hmm. stop myself from saying two. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, right. Connor's not actually my brother. So it couldn't yeah. be anybody else, buddy. So I love, I love that we do this podcast together. And, yes, you are my favorite cousin. So there you have Thanks, it. Thanks, buddy. Same answer, same reason. I mean, it. I do love my cousins. I love you, Mia. I ha- you have more cousins than me, but um, <laughs> uh, I love you. I, I love everyone, obviously. But yeah, you know, me and Vince just had this crazy close relationship growing up, and I, yeah, wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh, what a what a, yeah, man. What a sweet. Shut up! Shut, Shut up. up! All right, what time is it? Wait, what time is it? Huh? Quick, quick. It, is it? Is it? Quick, quick, quick takes. Quick takes, quick takes, it's quick takes with Connor and Vince. Yeah. Ooh. Um, Connor, what's your Welcome quick take? Welcome to quick takes. This is, this is a part of the show where we, get, we, where we quickly take. No, Vince, that's what's your not, quick take? That's not how. <laughs> we steal quickly. <laughs> that's what we do. That's so funny. I thought you were going to say the usual thing you do where we give you a quick take and you take it quickly but this you just said this is the part of the show where we quickly take and yeah what's your quick take Vince they know they yeah. know oh man can you go first <laughs> yeah sure um my quick take is i have never uh, buying a new guitar oh my god you had this one last time this was literally your last quick take. <laughs> no, but I did buy a new guitar. Okay, okay. And it was good. No, um, okay, this is my quick take. I think YouTube is like cable television to us as Ooh. cable television is to anyone older than us. I actually asked a friend who's he's a bit older than me, not too much, but I was like, Are, who do you follow on YouTube? And he was like, I don't really follow anyone. That's not something I do. Like, I'll watch YouTube, but I don't follow YouTubers, which is funny because I follow YouTubers like, like, like people follow the Kardashians. <laughs> I'm not that crazy, but 
I follow, I like, I like, I watch YouTubers. I, I subscribe and I wait for their next upload. I like watching YouTube. And it's, it, I, it's definitely because of channels like Smosh. Like, that was, I, I wanted to watch them. This, this new form of entertainment, like YouTube and YouTubers is so big now. And I guess a lot of older people still don't get that it is the new entertainment. Like, I ask people, like, it's weird to me that people don't know who Mr. Beast is. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. at this point, every, like, how do you not know who that dude is? I remember watching him when, like, before he had a million subscribers. I watched him. I'm, uh, like, I'm not, like, one of the earliest subscribers, but I've been watching Mr. Beast for a long time. And to have, uh, you cannot deny the influence that YouTubers have nowadays. Mr. Beast is the prime example. He's possibly one of the most famous people on the planet right now. I think overall, he has the most subscribers ever. Uh, him alone, just his standalone channel, has 110 million subscribers. And then across, he dubs his like languages. He dubs his videos in like Spanish and Russian and other languages. I think Russian. I don't know. I know Spanish. And those channels, all together, add up. I think he has over 300 million subscribers. That's funny you say that because it is just sort of like a gray area for so many adults mm -hmm. who are above a certain yeah. age. They just don't use it hardly at all. Or if they do, they search a very specific thing that they're looking for and watch it and send mm -hmm. it to somebody and then yada, yada. Um, yeah. And that's a, I love your comparison to cable because we know what the cable shows are because we've heard them talk about it, but we're not growing yeah. up with you know, uh, watching... Uh, what is it, Gilligan's Island? Or like that yeah, shared exactly. experience, we're not having that. And me and Lucas were actually just mm -hmm. talking about this the other day with my dad uh, about memes and how they like pull nostalgia from various random things that only you and your generation or certain people who have watched a certain thing can really relate to that photo being thrown in yep. there. And it's just, I take it for granted, but that's a good, that's a good refresh, bud. My quick take... Mm -hmm. My quick take, I don't know if I've already had this one, so sorry if I have. I've been really enjoying Nebula. Um, yeah. Yeah. Over, hmm. Like, not over YouTube. I still watch YouTube. But to me, it's the only, it's the first sort of alternative to that that I've found that I just really dig. And we're not mm -hmm. affiliated with them at all, obviously, or we'd have more listeners. But <laughs> I think... <laughs> Not to yes. not to shit on the once removed podcast, but uh, it's amazing. Okay, guys, uh, give mm. give us a little more love. Um, anyway, yeah, no, I just like really, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy having it be a little bit more specialized, and it, it's a very, it's more, yeah. uh, it's much less content, very very selected. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is semi educational, and then the stuff that's fun is really fun. I don't know if this was yeah. on YouTube or not as well, but there's this there's this group of uh, people playing tag on public transit systems across no the world. Way. That's so cool. And I just think that's like a really good time, and I enjoy it more than TV. I don't really watch TV anymore. I just watch this. So yeah, yeah. My quick take was Same. so cheap because I was just following up on yours, but I don't. My brain is just mm. not there today, Connor. I can't think of a new one. It's all right, buddy. Yeah, I'm not upset by it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that reaches the end of this episode. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll uh, see you next time. Yeah, hang tight. Bye.